What up? What up, brothers? Oh, and sister. See you later. New D, I see you. Let's go. Uh, my feet are walking with the sun on fire like a thick furnace Then I'm further in the one, I'm further than when I begun And I hope so, I gotta stay firmer than a permanent photo You folks know, first off, ain't no room to showboat Only in a cross if I boast though, so Let me talk a him who prefigured in death The feet in the perfect, indeed he is who I flow for I never thought this, that Christ would save a slave to praise and What's up? Hey <laughs> Welcome to Sports and Jesus. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Welcome to Sports and Jesus. Jesus. Ooh. <laughs> that was not the right button. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we're back. It's been a while. We took a little bit of a, a summer break, I guess. It was yeah. we didn't plan on it, but it just kind of happened. <laughs> been busy, uh, busy. I've been busy working on mission stuff and work. Joy's been busy, work moving. Yeah, just moved into a new house. Yeah, yeah. I Congratulations. Like yeah. Get out of that apartment life into that house. Got to cut your own grass life. No, actually, it's just another apartment. Oh, really? Yeah, but there's only like eight of them. So. It feels like a house. But you don't have to cut your own grass? Right. Okay, that's a win. That's a win. I hate cutting grass. Oh, it's the worst. That is the worst thing about owning a house, is cutting your own grass. It's like that battle every week. Like, do do I cut the grass? It could probably make it another week, but then <laughs> it'd be a lot more difficult to cut. It's also the summer, so there's a chance it could rain every single day. Yeah. Or not rain for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So, to say all that, we're back. Um, I will be leaving a w- in a week and a half, heading back to Ukraine. And so, that's exciting. Um, hopefully, we'll get a chance to record another episode before that. But if not, it might be a few weeks before we get back on the mics. But, um, so, so, be praying for us and that. But... A lot, and by a lot, I mean not really that much, has happened since our last episode in the sports world. Yep. Kansas City and Minnesota are 0 0 in the middle of the fourth inning. Why would you t- give me that information? I thought you might want to know. Why would I want to know that information? It's an exciting game. Is there a pitcher charging a whole team? No, that was awesome, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll get me interested in baseball. Yeah, so we're probably not going to talk much about baseball. Uh, Last episode, I think, was right before everything started to go, or kind of right in the middle of all the craziness of the NBA free agency. Yeah. So, it seems it's... Okay, first of all, I am really excited about this upcoming NBA year because I feel like for the first time in years for the first time in a very long time like there are about 10 teams that it wouldn't surprise you if they held up the trophy at the end of the year no it's not one of those memphis grizzlies uh make that 11 teams (laughs) hey it wouldn't be that surprising you don't think so it would i could see it happening 
<laughs> I said the Grizzlies are much better this year than they were last year. I mean, their last season got them the number two pick overall, so it wasn't a great season. But I think they're, they're better this year. I mean, they, it's a completely different team. They added Andre Iguodala and Ja Morant and Grayson Allen, Tyus Jones. Okay, okay. This is this is funny and interesting. So, as y'all know, I'm a Grizzlies fan. Hashtag Grind City. Got to get that in every episode at least five times. Um, That's one. I'm also a Duke basketball fan. So, I noticed this offseason, the Grizzlies picked up Grayson Allen, they signed Tyus Jones, and they traded for one of the Plumlee brothers, right? So that's three Duke players all of a sudden on a team that hasn't had Duke players in a while. So that's interesting. Obviously, I noticed that as a fan of both teams. And then I'm watching the the Summer League, watching the Grizzlies in the Summer League, and they talk about, on the broadcast, they talk about, I think it was the Grizzlies' new general manager or somebody new in their front office. And guess where he got his degree from? Gonzaga. Duke is the nah. answer. Nah. Did we talk about this last episode? I don't think so. Anyway, no, we're talking so. about it again. Hashtag Ground City. So he's basically like, these are the kind of moves that I make when I'm doing career mode on 2K <laughs> and just pick up like all the Duke players that I can. I love 2K. Oh, I thought you said I love Duke. No, that's, I don't That's new. <laughs> but anyways, so the NBA this year, I think it kind of. Need to update your virus protection. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. Thank you, there, Microsoft. Um. Anyway, so what's interesting about this year is is kind of, I mean, is it the death of the super team because the super teams are gone, and what you've got is kind of your your more historical like two all star teams, and you've got a bunch of those. You've got the Rockets, you've got the Lakers, you've got the Clippers, you've got the Grizzlies, obviously, you've got <laughs> <laughs> you've got the Nets, you've got who else? I mean, you could say the Warriors too. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got the Warriors. You've got the Sixers, Seventy Sixers. So a lot of teams with like two hmm. perennial All Stars. So here's my question to you, which, and I'm not saying which is going to be the best team. So take out like the rest of the team. It used to look like the top two stars, which team in the NBA has the best, like top two players. I think the best argument would be probably the Clippers if Paul George can play like he did last year. I mean, he was headed like MVP season until he got hurt. So you think Paul George and Kawhi would beat LeBron and Anthony Davis and two on two. No, maybe. <laughs> I waited way too long. There was way too much silence. <laughs> and I was figuring out which button to press. <laughs> That's the one I should have pressed. Anyway, if they're playing two on two, no, but with a team surrounding them. But I said, forget the team. I said, just look at the top two players. So, in effect, I said, I meant in a two-on-two. I don't know, two-on-two. Steph and a healthy clay, and then you got Kevin. 
Ah, I don't know. I know. I know. It's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. I mean, I think, you know, John Morant and Andre Iguodala for the Grizzlies <laughs> could compete with. Yeah, I don't know. See, that's the thing. The Grizzlies don't really have a big two. They have like a big seven. Eight if you throw in Grayson Allen. They have a medium seven. <laughs> have a medium well seven. <laughs> Steak humor. I'm excited for NBA season. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's exciting. Ready for the NBA season to start. Ready to kind of figure out which teams are the best. I mean... It's 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 kind of cool because you, I don't know, like as far as I can remember, in the NBA is like you had, you've almost had like dynasty after dynasty after dynasty, like you had the Bulls and then the Lakers and then the Spurs and then like yeah. you just had and then eventually you had like the the Heat the Heat and that was fun to say the word Heat. Or no, they, they were, those years. Oh, <laughs> and then obviously the Warriors, and like now you don't really know. Like, I don't really see a dynasty because because I would I would say probably like the best two would be the Lakers, but you know LeBron's not going to be there for a dynasty. No, it's sad. Yeah, but the Grizzlies—they're young. Yeah, but I'm sorry, I'm a homer, guys. If y'all haven't realize that yet so that's enough nba talk you know what time of year it is guess what's back it's, it's august yep you got baseball going on it's football <laughs> um <laughs> premier league season just started uh, it hasn't started yet it's kind of started Jesse's oh. played yeah so today who did chelsea play oh, they played some german team i, I hadn't oh, heard of yeah. them anyway um, well, Liverpool, Manchester. Okay, United no football. Play? Football is it? No, oh, American football. football. Yeah, football. American football. Football. It's football. Almost football. Well, it's still summer. It's really hot here, actually. Yeah, it's kind of terrible. Um, <laughs> this, the studio we're in is uh, it has started buttoning my shirt. A, a really loud air conditioner that we have to turn off before we hit record. So um, it's getting a little toasty. It's like. Like, think about, okay, if you're listening to this, I need you to turn your air conditioner off wherever you're at. If you're in your car, just turn your air off. And uh, so you can kind of understand, like, be more, I guess it's a better experience of what we're experiencing as we... What if they're listening and it's not hot and they have their heat on? Then wherever you live, you're winning. (laughs) You win at life right now. (laughs) Stay there. Never move. (laughs) (laughs) If you're if you're listening to this recently from when we post this and you're not it's not really, really hot outside, send us an email at sportsandjesus at gmail dot com and we will move to where you're at. What's the temperature gonna be like in Ukraine? Oh, it's gonna be awesome. I think like the high is like the high seventies. Oh wow. I think that's about as hot as it gets there. Man. Yeah. So Anyway, football is where we started with this conversation. Football's back. The NFL preseason has started. Uh, college football camps have started. I think high school camps have started. Sometimes you can. It's that time of year where uh, you can drive through neighborhoods, and if you, according to where you're at, if you roll your window down and stop, you can hear the drums off in the distance. 
Oh yeah. As bands, pre- that's when you know it's football season. Is when you can, you can hear the drums off in the distance wherever the like closest yeah, like school it. is. Yeah, it gets me excited. Yeah, Joy went to a high school without football or drums. Did y'all have drums? Did y'all have a drum line? Nope. 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 Neither. Nope. But two years, I was at a school with football and drums. Yep. Same school I was. Not really good at football, but we were good at drums. No, but the school that I transferred to, we played soccer. We won one game our senior year. And no drums. No drums, though. <laughs> anyway, so preseason started. What what excites you about this upcoming NFL season? What what are some storylines that you're you're excited to see? The Browns. Yes, and I'm for a the Browns fan now. For the first time, you can say that and it not be a joke. Yeah, <laughs> the Browns are extremely <laughs> exciting with Baker Mayfield at quarterback, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. I can't think of anybody else. Uh, <laughs> Najoku is he still there? I have no idea. Miles Garrett. Yeah. He's that weird guy, though. Like, he's the guy that's, like, I'm sorry, really good uh, athlete. Miles Garrett, if you're listening to this, we don't really mean you're weird. We just, um, I think unique would be a better word to use. Has characteristics that are a little different. Okay, continue. Yeah. I, I saved you. But We're, like good. He, We're good. We're good. He's that guy. We love you, Miles Garrett. Friends with everyone, that is friends with everyone because he's such a good athlete. Like, he doesn't fit in. Because he's weird, U- unique. Because he's different. Because he unique. Like, he likes unique. He's unique. Yeah. <laughs> he like. I think I heard an interview where he talks about like he reads like anime and yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I say this a couple of minutes. Like me and him would get along really well. Because that's Joy saying the roundabout way that he reads anime. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so Miles Garrett, how do we, oh yeah, so preseason, what are some other things that excite you? So you got the Browns, I think the Raiders, it's going to be interesting how Antonio Brown does there, if Derek Carr kind of gets his elite status back, kind of interested to see it, like Patrick Mahomes had a great season, is so. he a one season wonder, is he... Just going is Patrick Mahomes going to, you know, propel himself into that elite status this yeah. upcoming year? And Patrick, if you're listening, let me know because should I draft you in my fantasy football league? Would you? Would I? Yeah. Or are you asking Patrick still? Anyone who's listening, I absolutely would because I think I think Patrick Mahomes is a good quarterback. I think he also has like. Everything you want around you as a quarterback, he has, like, on an elite level. An offensive-minded coach that has consistently, like, done great things for almost every quarterback. I mean, he made Alex Smith look good. I really like Alex Smith. I'm sorry. I don't know why I took that (laughs) shot. Um, (laughs) I mean, the things he did with Donovan McNabb, like, I mean, great offensive-minded quarterback, uh, coach. He's got weapons all around him. 
the cheetah, um, among others. Like he's got people to throw to. He's got a not a great, but a could be pretty good defense. Yeah. They just added uh, Tyron Matthew, this the honey badger. They need that this year. Yeah, Eric Berry, the best player, the best safety. Forget Ed Reed. You should say that because he went to Tennessee. I am saying, and yep. So that's exciting. Also, on the note of it's football time, college football is right around the corner. I think, hmm, go, going into this year, I think we'd say, like we have probably the last few years, you've kind of got, you've got Alabama and Clemson up at the top, and then everybody else is just kind of, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting race for those last two playoff spots, I think. Yeah. I'm telling you, Alabama's got the schedule. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, because they don't have to play Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I always think that's like everybody talks about how easy Alabama's schedule is. It's like, well, yeah, they don't have to play the number one team in the country <laughs> ever. But I will, I will say this, though. I did see a statistic. To where <laughs> nice. That, that, was, that was the correct use of that word. Alabama was only playing in the preseason top 25, I think three, and Auburn was playing – like nine, like so their schedules. Yeah. And Auburn has to play the number one team in the country. Yeah, that sucks for them. Alabama, and Alabama doesn't have to play Alabama. It's always handy. Yeah, <laughs> but I think well, okay. Who do you think are the if anybody in the SEC could compete with Alabama? Who do you think that would be? Georgia. Yeah, I feel like people are sleeping on Georgia though think so i mean georgia was had a great year last year i mean they were a couple plays away from beating alabama and it's like a storybook ending with jalen hurts coming in and yeah and then the year before they were literally a play away from having a national championship and now everybody like i hear on radio and stuff everybody's like well i don't know if kirby smart can do it it's like what are you talking about (laughs) like this is like saban is old yeah. Getting and getting older every year. Like at some point he's gonna retire. Hold on. You mean Saban has the characteristics of someone who is old. Yes. Yes. He's not yes. Uh <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I meant. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. Yeah. <laughs> We're even now. <laughs> Although to be fair, I'd rather have Saban mad at me than Miles Garrett. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Although Saban is closer. Love you, Miles. And Saban has more people his people that follow him <laughs> <don't people>. <laughs> but um yeah so like if Saban retires if you're Georgia like you are I mean that's takes your biggest competition right I mean you're you're winning the SEC every year if you keep recruiting like this and Saban retires I mean you you're in the spot, which is what really what everybody in the SEC should be doing is just trying to set yourself up to be on an upswing when Saban retires. Yeah. But I'm sure Alabama fans think once Saban retires, Kirby Smart might just feel that 
those shoes in yeah. Tuscaloosa. Him or... Don't say it, Joy. Dabo? Okay, yeah, Dabo. Thought you were going to say Jeremy Pruitt. Oh. <laughs> no, we don't, want, we don't want him. So, an inter- interesting thing about this year that's different than other years is like there are a lot of transfer quarterbacks that are potentially starting this year. What what transfer quarterback do you think will have the best season this this upcoming year? Oh, Jalen Hurts, easy. Come on, man. I'm he, just saying that because you can you put that on the poll at I some point. I can't. No, you don't have to this second. We should pull it up. We should. We've uh, we've been taking um, auditions and resumes for uh, some help to help us do stuff while we record. We really need a what's the word I'm looking for? Producer. Yeah. I, th- I think we might have found one. He wasn't able to make it today. But uh And someone who's good at social media. Yep. So hey, send your resumes to sportsandjesus at gmail dot com. Uh we pay very well as long as you don't want to make any money. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't I, I I make a little bit of money. I don't know about you. In in life or at Sports and Jesus? Everything. Yeah, always making money. Hashtag Grind City. So, uh... I asked okay. Joy... Really uh, okay, let me... Behind the curtain. I just asked Joy to put something on the poll, and he typed a few keys and then is just watching a soccer video. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah, distracted. <laughs> he just, like... <laughs> I don't know if you were going for it, and this is, a like, a... A, uh, it's an own goal. Now we're both watching soccer videos. <laughs> like, he's just trying to kick it to the goalie, and the goalie—that's bad. <laughs> yeah, right. is that Barcelona that did that? Yes. Oh, even the good people do not good things sometimes. But anyway, so Jalen Hurts—is that who you really think is going to have the best season? He, I think, he can't have a bad season. But just the pressure of like the last two guys to start at this school won Heisman trophies. Yeah. Do you think Jalen Hurt could have a Heisman Trophy winning season? Not only that, but they like for both first round, like the first pick, first overall pick. Yeah. That's that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Do you think Do you think Jalen Hurts could have that good of a season? Do I want him to, or do I think he will? What would have to happen? What would have to happen? And this might be a question that we should ask. Um, we, we've got some interviews set up for some, some people that know are in the know of things like this. But um, what kind of season would Jalen Hurts have to have, have at Oklahoma that would make someone draft him over to a Heisman year? Like Heisman, National Tech, he'd have to get everything. And Tua did do nothing. Yeah, Tua would like, have to. He'd have, have to have a terrible year. Yeah, like a Tennessee quarterback kind of year. Yeah, <laughs> your team sucks. <laughs> hey, we're yeah, we do. <laughs> so I think one I'm interested on in seeing is uh, Eason in Washington started his true freshman season started at Georgia. And then got hurt his sophomore season. Jake Fromm came in. Jacob, right? 
What's his first name? Jacob. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Jake Fromm came in and has started, I think, every game since then. And so he transferred to Washington. That's where he's from. He's from around Seattle, which is where Washington is. Washington is a uh, typically a quarterback-friendly offense. Guy's got a big arm. Was, I mean, projected to be a potential number one overall pick coming out of high school. And so I think he could have a big year. Um, I think Justin Fields would probably be up there with potentially like a Heisman Trophy type year. Uh, just because I I think I think Justin Fields was probably the I mean he was neck and neck when it comes to like recruiting and ranking like he was right there with what's the guy's name that whooped up on Alabama last year for Clemson oh um Sunshine yeah this <laughs> name. If only we had Google at our fingertips. Oh, we do. I got it. Let me do my phone. Okay. Because <laughs> it'll just... Um, oh, man. And I know all, all of y'all listening to this are like screaming out the name at us, but we're idiots. Yeah. It's really different when you had turned cameras and microphones on and you try to think of things. Trevor like, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. That was my next guess, actually. Yeah. That was my <laughs> next guess after Jim. Um. Yeah, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence were like right there, like, and in the rankings and the Elite Eleven, and Justin Fields actually won the Elite Eleven over Trevor Lawrence, and so I think he's a very, very good quarterback. I think he has the potential to be like a number one overall type of quarterback, and he's going to be, he's going to have arguably like the one of some of the best weapons out of anybody in college football. Probably, probably outside of Alabama and Clemson. Like the weapons that Ohio State have is right up there with Alabama and Clemson, offensively. So he, where did he transfer to? Who? Justin Fields. Yeah. Ohio State. From Georgia to Ohio State, and then you got Kelly Bryant at Missouri, transferred obviously from Clemson. Um, I don't think, I think Kelly Bryant's success. Like I think he's a good player. I think his success at Clemson was mostly because of Clemson instead of because of him. They've got Tate Martell at Miami, who might not even win the job. Yeah, so. That's a... I really... I really don't like Tate Martell. That's funny, because I really like Tate Martell. I really don't. I like him. At all. I like him, man. I like his swag. See, I hate it. I like it. Dude was a baller, man, in high school. Played for Bishop Gorman. Won a couple of national titles in high school. The only reason I even even know his name is because of QB1. That was a good show. It was good. Yeah. But, so, that's what we think about college football. Um, Tate Martell's a jerk. He has a characteristic of someone who is not... A kind person and is really full of himself. Saved it. I like that and my quarterback though. <laughs> but uh so yeah, so that's what that's kind of some of our preseason stuff. We'll do some more what we think is gonna happen when it comes to football and basketball. 
as Joy said, I do want to mention soccer season, European football season is about to pick up. Uh, one thing, I know many of you don't like it, but an interesting thing that you might want to keep up with is uh, Christian Pulisic. Pulisic or Pulisic? Pulisic? Yeah. Which is basically like in the soccer world, like our LeBron James. Like he is the future of American men's soccer. That's a fine. <laughs> and uh, he'll be playing for Chelsea this year, his first year at Chelsea. And so it'll be interesting. Like he's one of the first like American players that have come up through a big time European like youth system. And yeah, it's a um, big deal. Yeah. He was transferred for a lot of money. What does that say right there? I just saw my favorite player come up on this screen. Man oh. United ready to quit. Dabala. Yeah, that's good. I don't want Dabala to go to Man United. I want him to stay at UVA. But anyway, so keep an eye on that on, on Chelsea this season if you're a fan of America, if you love this country. Because our future is there. Let's do it. Yep. So, but we will, uh, that's all we got. We're going to put some polls probably up on social media. Um, follow us on social media. Yeah, give us a five, <laughs> give us a five star review on however you're listening to this, and we will. Also, this episode is brought to you by Red Letter Clothing. We're getting a new Audible link this week. We will yep. be getting that information to you in the future. Also, we've got some really cool um, partnerships that we're working on in order to help you support us if you like what we're doing. So be thinking about that, but. Other than that, we will catch you on the flippity flip. A-C-K. That's and we can spell. <laughs> What's up, guys? We're uh, This is uh, going to talk about some Jesus stuff, some faith stuff, some Christian stuff. Um, so we're going to talk about something that's kind of a, I guess, a, a recent happening, a, what's the word I'm looking for? A... Uh, Something, something that's happened recently. I yeah. guess I don't know the word I'm looking for, but a, a current current event. That's what it is. Yeah. So it, it kind of, or, or that kind of gave us the idea of what we're going to talk about today. But um, before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Red Letter Clothing. RedLetterClo.com. Go check out their merchandise. Um, we have some. Also, going to have some cool opportunities for you to support this podcast coming up soon. So. Be looking out for that. Uh, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on what's our Twitter handle? Sports and underscore Jesus. Yeah. And it's an underscore, not the word underscore. Yeah. That would be confusing if you put the word underscore in any kind of... I won't do that someday. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so Facebook, go find our Facebook page. We'll be putting some... Uh, we took a, a video while we recorded the our earlier session and we'll be posting some of that. We've got some new uh, media stuff that we're going to be working on. I'd like to do 
us do like a behind the scenes little short video coming up soon. But yeah, so yeah, leave us a five star review on iTunes, please. That would be very much helpful. And uh, go tell somebody about this podcast if you like it. If you've been riding with us for a while and you enjoy what we have to say, um, which is increasingly, slowly, increasingly more of you, um, slowly growing, but uh, we appreciate you for listening. For sure. Yeah. If you want to contact us, sportsandjesus at gmail.com, hit us up. But today we want to talk about, uh, basically, I don't really know like a catchy way to put this, but how do you handle or how do you deal with or, or what do you do like when people that you look up to uh fail morally spiritually uh just fail you like how do you how do you handle that and um yeah but basically that's coming from two events that have happened in the past couple of weeks uh the first one that we'll talk about is mark driscoll so give you a little bit of background if you're familiar at all with Driscoll, he was he pastored for a long time. He planted and pastored Mars Hill Church in Seattle. He was also a one of the founders of the Acts 29 Church Planning Network, which which is the church planning network that my church is a part of. Um, Joy has been in Acts 29 in the past, also. Um, Many of the people you've listened to, like Will, that's on here regularly, he's been a part of multiple Acts 29 churches. So, yeah, so it's a really good, uh, solid church planning network. Driscoll is also a, um, I think even Time Magazine talked about him as kind of one of the leading voices a few years ago in the Young, Restless, and Reformed movement, or the New Calvinism movement, or the... um, yeah, so he was a big part of that, was kind of just a, a leader of that, a vocal leader. Uh, his and, and I think we would say that's a uh, a movement that on, on some level affected us and that we were, um, yeah, that, that affected us uh, at, at some level. So, um, yeah, so that's Mark Driscoll. His church really, really grew uh, quickly and was I think at one point, you know, well over 25,000, multiple campuses, like, I mean, just a, a big mega church, right? Yeah, it was like over five states. Yeah. And so so Driscoll was, I mean, one of the things he was known for, like he was the Calvinist mega church pastor. And he, a few years ago, maybe four years ago, I think, and he had some... um some public issues that kept arising, uh, these language for, for one thing that he continually used was not great. Um, he got in some, some beef with, uh, John MacArthur, Mm -hmm. um, which was interesting, but there started stories started to kind of trickle through and, and make their way out of just of people that had worked at Mars Hill at his church that had been greatly bullied by him, Um, whether that be elders that disagreed with him. And so he was asked multiple times by Acts 29 leadership, which at the time he had stepped down. He was president for a while of Acts 29 and stepped down from that. And uh, Matt Chandler, 
had become president. And so Acts 29 asked him to repent of some things. And to also um, one trap that he fell into as the church grew, the amount of people that had a voice in the leadership of the church, instead of getting bigger, it got smaller um, to where I think eventually Mars Hill had an executive team of him and two other guys. And um, so he, he, as the church grew, he got less and less accountability. And so he was um, eventually after kind of just failing to repent of some of those things, Acts 29, um, I guess, released or kicked Mars Hill out of the network. Uh, shortly there, then at that, Mars Hill just began to crumble at that point. You had a lot of elders um, left. A lot Mars Hill had started to become very well known for its worship music. Uh, bands like Kings Kaleidoscope and Citizens and Ghost Ship and um, Dustin Kinsrew and bands like that. And they started to leave as well. And um, just the church was falling apart. And so the church asked him to take a break. And eventually he just resigned. And this church that had become so big just uh, died pretty much within a couple of months. Uh, some of the campuses ended up becoming their own churches. Like, for example, some of the campuses in Seattle uh, joined together and became, I think, what's known now as Doxa Church, which is where Jeff Vanderstelt, who's a very gifted, very solid um, guy, pastors that church now. But um, so, I mean, everything just kind of, he was on top of the the world, per se, and just lost it all very quickly and and that's happened before that's happened actually quite a few times and so you think i mean that would that should humble somebody right and you think all right well you kind of <laughs> you kind of ruined that one i'll mark there uh maybe you should uh take a break and <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe i'm the problem maybe i yeah. should and so Mark did not take a break. He just decided, well, I'm going to go plant another church. And he planted a church uh, very quickly after the fall of Mars Hill. He planted a church in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I think called Trinity Church. Yep. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and he, um, yeah, so he kind of disappeared per se from like he just he lost a lot of popularity right and so a couple weeks ago they had the acts 29 at the time and i don't know if this timing was planned um no knowing what it seems to be how mark driscoll operates it wouldn't surprise me if it was planned but at the same time the acts 29 had their big global conference um, mark driscoll went on a radio show and pretty much bashed everybody and everything that he had once been a part of, um, mainly through bashing Calvinism and Calvinist was kind of how his, his vehicle of, um, bashing everything he once stood for. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so he basically, so what he said in the interview was Calvinists are just Calvinist because they have daddy issues they had bad relationships with their fathers and so they treat god as father because they needed a father 
and they lift the sun up because that's lifting themselves up, which is just ridiculous. Um, first of all, yeah, uh, I have a very great relationship with my father and I have a great father who's a faithful pastor and has been for more years than I've been alive. And, um, I thought it was funny too. I heard, uh, I heard a podcast talking about this, the Happy Rant podcast, which one of the guys on that podcast is Barnabas Piper, whose dad, obviously, is John Piper. And he was like, well, uh, everybody knows my dad, and <laughs> so I didn't have any issues. But it was just funny because Driscoll basically, I mean, he bashes everything he once stood for. But what's crazy about it is he acts like he was never a part of it in the video. Yeah. Like, he says, you know, Time Magazine said I was a thought leader for one, and, and I just think it's all garbage, and all Calvinists do is start networks so that they can get around and talk about theology, and, and he's the one that started Acts 29 Network. <laughs> like, he's the one that founded it. But, but yeah, so, that's the first example. Second example this week is Joshua Harris. Joshua Harris was a pastor for many years. And uh, most closely associated with Sovereign Grace, and he pastored, I forget, the the church that, I guess, Sovereign Grace was started out of, and he, a couple weeks ago, announced that him and his wife were getting a divorce, which is interesting because Joshua Harris is kind of the most popular name for kind of the purity culture. He wrote the book, I Kiss Dating Goodbye, that was kind of a a guideline for how Christians should date. And he came out this, let's see, on July 26th, he had an Instagram post, and I'm just going to read a little bit of it for you. But he said, let's see here. The And this is not the whole post, but at one point in the post, he says the information that was left out our announcement is that I have undergone a massive shift in regard to my faith in Jesus. The popular phrase for this is deconstruction. The biblical phrase is falling away. By all the measurements that I have for defining a Christian, I am not a Christian. Many people tell me that there is a different way to practice faith, and I want to remain open to this, but I'm not there now. Uh, so he's basically saying he has fallen away. He's not a Christian anymore. He doesn't believe the things he once preached. And so that was kind of uh, shocking, I guess. Um, probably more shocking than the Driscoll stuff. The Driscoll stuff was kind of like, it, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't that shocking, just because Driscoll's Driscoll. Yeah. And he just, like, I feel like Driscoll just wants to be popular and wants to be Talk in the public that. eye and wants to, yeah, exactly. Like his his biggest fear is being ignored. Um, so those are just some, some examples in the public of some men that have, uh, that I personally, and I think Joy would agree, have at times looked up to, I've read books, uh, by both of these men, books by both of these men have had an impact on me and to see them, you know, where they're at now, like what? How do I how do I handle this? Uh, and we're just giving those examples. We I think we both would have personal examples of this. We have friends and um, 
that have fallen away and but we don't want to get you know too personal about it but so these are just some i guess a, a a launching pad to kind of talk about how how should we respond to this um what are your just you like when you first see these things or when you first see like there was another pastor uh this this past year that was um very well respected he's uh has been actually has has a pretty well-known pastor that's preached in this area uh, that we thought was very solid. And it came out that he had some moral failure and um, was in an adulterous relationship. And and so that was, uh, that was kind of shocking also. But um, when you first hear things like that, Joy, like what is your, not necessarily what's like the spiritual thing you should do, but what is your just like knee jerk reaction when you hear these things? I think there's, um, there's some, grief for sure you're like man like i really looked up to this person um you want to like you always i think especially for at least mine and your personality like we look at these people as people like i want to be like that person like there's i want to be like you're striving to get to where they're at and so i think that's definitely one perspective it's probably some grief when i say that like i don't mean like i sit in a room crying or anything like that but but it it hurts oh yeah like it hurts when you look like and my first my first reaction is like i want to i want to just and, and i guess this can move into you know how we should respond to this like my my gut reaction is i want to just like throw everything that god has used in my life through this person like i want to just throw it out immediately yeah like this and and i I have to remind myself of like biblical stories of god using men greatly even before they had great failures you know obviously we know about redemption and that people can you know god can save anybody from anything but you think of like david is a great example of the things that god did through David before Bathsheba. Yeah. And, you know, so does that take away all, like God can, God can use who he wants to use. Like God all the time. I think we've said this on the podcast, like God makes a habit of using crooked sticks to make straight lines. Like God can use anybody at any point in any way he wants to. And so, so I don't think you have to, like throw all of that that out. I mean, it's like there's been times before where somebody I really look up to spiritually, like say they're a worship leader, and then they, you know, come out with some kind of moral failure. Like, can I no longer sing those songs? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, so I would say, like, remind yourself of God, of who God is, of His sovereignty. Our, our pastor today said a great thing about, and he wasn't talking about anything like this, but I think it applies here. Like, remember that we we do these things not because, like, the, us, ourselves, or even the people that are, are preaching or writing books, that they're worthy, but Jesus is worthy. Right. And so I think these things should remind you 
to put your focus on Jesus, to take your focus off of men. And, and obviously you learn from these mistakes to where you don't, you know, when you read books in the future, it doesn't, you don't look at the person that's writing it. You look to what they're writing about, you know? Yeah. So, and, and truth is true, whether a Christian's writing it or a non-Christian's writing it. Like if it's true, it's true. <laughs> if you hear little bells in the background, it's because we've got a, there's a, kitten that's decided this is the time that she wants to play so <laughs> so kind of in conclusion and, and wrapping this up like what what how ultimately should we respond when people we look up to fail us and i think our first of all like, like we talked about like you should look to god but also like pray pray for people like don't just well joshua harris said this so i'm just done with anything joshua like pray for him pray for because what happens a lot is like these guys, especially like if they fail in a moral way, like they've been in a certain spotlight that puts them, you know, in their sermons out there, it puts them in places where you hear them. And then if there's a failure, like they, you know, if you're not, if you don't know them personally, a lot of times like they disappear. Yeah. You know, and we can just forget about them. I encourage you, pray for them. Pray for them. Because God can save anyone. Like I've already said, God can save anyone from anything. And it should also, you know, encourage you because there are things that we all probably do that makes us feel like a failure. There are ways that we fail all the time. And if God can use, you know, God can use you. God can use anybody. Um, so those are ways I'd just like to encourage you to think about that and think about everything, you know, in light of the gospel, in light of it's about God, God-centered. You know, it's not about us and whether we succeed or fail or do this or don't do that. Like God's, no matter if the most popular pastor, if your favorite pastor right now, if it comes out tomorrow that he's failed, like God hasn't changed. And that doesn't make God any less worthy or any less glorious or any less powerful. Boom. Yep. The cat also agreed with that. I don't know if that picked up on the microphones, but, uh, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> but so hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think about this. Uh, if you want to send us a story of some difficult times you've had because of, people you've looked up to that has failed, or if you, you know, you might be listening to this and you might be the one that has failed. Um, either way, God loves you and God is worthy and, and he's worth it. So, yep. but we'll uh, catch you on the flippity flip. A true mention of the true vine. The only way to the true God. All is full astray, leaving fools blind. The truth lies, know it's bait, see imbued minds. We sheep going through the gate, that's the true sign. Yeah, we know the resurrection in life. The light of the world, he came, show strength for this might. This message is plain, this chain, get the letters precise. These are the I am saying, show definite hype. We know a savior who's God.